Episode 7, Remember Woo! to Floss. Woo! Episode 7, because we, there was an episode 7. We did was record it? last week. No one would know. We lost. It's called the lost episode because I was supposed to record an outro and I never did. So we'll, we will put that up too because I'm determined I will have an episode for every week of this year. So yeah. we'll have 52 episodes, if not more. So We still recorded even though it didn't go up. So I apologize to anybody that was waiting for it. But, you know. Just tell us you're waiting for it. Guests fell through and, and other things happened. So, you know, that's, that's just the way that it goes. Right on. Um, we are really excited because this weekend we're actually talking to a lot of different people Basically, we're not leaving the house all weekend because we have four different guests that we're talking to. Even though it's beautiful outside. It is gorgeous outside. And I'm sorry, I know Brandon is like all about this weather right now. Very much so. It's 64 degrees in Columbus in mid-February, which is really not cool with me because it's supposed to be cold. I mean, it's no, this is like the wrong. time where it's supposed to be super freaking cold that you hate your life and then in march it'll be beautiful and then it's it that's actually spring hmm yeah this is global warming is real everybody this is not a joke i mean so here's the thing so rita grew up in a uh, tropical environment uh i grew have grown up and was born here uh, i don't want to be here anymore in terms of the cold sometimes uh so it makes you appreciate nice weather more. I, I think you, that's you and I are coming from opposite spectrums. Yeah. So like you came from a tropical environment. You're not really crazy about the hot. Uh, I came from here and I don't want it to be cold anymore or gray for that matter. And it's neither of those things outside. So yes, I'm very happy that that's the case. Yeah. So anyways, that was us on a tangent. It is really beautiful outside in Columbus this weekend and it's going to be as nice next week as well. So I'm sure we'll, we'll find the time to go outside and spend some time outside Maybe. in my t-shirt. Hopefully. Anyways, um, let's see what's going on this week. What, how was your week? Uh, my week was long. And I feel that. I don't know yeah. why that was. We had oh, and happy belated Valentine's Day to everybody. That was a. That was. I thought you were gonna fun. say to me, but no. You got no. a card. Oh, 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 we're doing it like that, huh? <laughs> uh, Brandon wow. was very nice. One year he surprised into marriage, me. and it's Stop. always like you got, a, you got a card. You got a card. Um, Brandon got me some flowers and a really nice card, and surprised me with a reservation. I was fully convinced that we were just going to, like, get some takeout and watch TV at home. But he made us reservations at Rock Mill, which was Maddie's number one top pick for his favorite restaurant in Columbus right now. And it was it was amazing. We have Def- definitely worthy of the top spot right now. We have many other days of the year to be home and lame. We are not lame. No, on Valentine's Day. We are not lame. Well, we not on not. that day. <laughs> Thanks, honey. I'm not lame. Anyways... Um, let's see. Well, we could talk about the Grammys because we have, uh, Brandon and I like to get into these really long discussions about things and then we're like, damn it, we should have saved that for the podcast. There, So there was another article in the New York Times the other day where it was basically like, Beyonce does not need the Grammys. She will always have think pieces about her. That's right. It's so true. She doesn't, the woman doesn't need accolades from the recording the academy of recorded music or whatever they're called mm. she is an entity on her own like she it, it doesn't matter she will continue to create art it's going to always be great it's not always going to be great but it will always be worth talking about sure. i think right um and then there's adele so the the reason why i bring up beyonce and adele obviously they were both nominated for the same category a lot lots of the same category mm-hmm. and beyonce won none of those categories yeah. she won two two statues that night she won for best urban music which okay what does that even mean i don't know what that means and then best music video i think for formation adele swooped and swooped in and basically won for all the big three categories songwriting or best song best album and there's another one that's a big one for them. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was interesting because then Adele goes up on stage. And I, I again, like I missed all of that. Like by the time 
Adele performed her George Michael tribute, and we'll get into that later. I was I was already done watching it. I was like, I can't do this. This is too long. Yeah. And some of the jokes are stupid, so I'm not even going to watch this anymore. And the audio difficulties that those artists were having on stage, I'm like, is this not the Grammys? Like, why can't they get... James Hatfield's mic to fucking work. I don't understand it's that. Because they don't tra- they don't uh, broadcast the engineer awards. That's, that's Brandon's argument. Yeah, broadcast those engineering awards, you wouldn't have those mic issues. They'd be like, I'm gonna be on my p's and q's now. So, anyways, uh, so Beyonce error. Sorry, Adele won for album of the year, which is the biggest the biggest award of the a night, right? And mm-hmm. she goes up there and she basically is like, I don't deserve this award, like. Beyonce is the one that should have won this. And so, and and you know what? She could be right. And Brandon and I had this discussion earlier this week and also last week before the Grammys is that Adele's album is more Grammy friendly. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's two thoughts to this. How, one, I'm just going to get out of the way. How many times are we going to go through this scenario where uh, a, like, the, the art another artist wins that seems to have a more pleasant face for the uh, Grammy committee and they have to apologize to the other artist who in the in the world Do of the culture. Do we remember Macklemore? That's what and I'm Kendrick? saying. Like, how many times am I gonna have to see that? Like, I don't. I'm, yeah. And, and to that end, the Grammys have never really meant much to yeah. me as a as somebody who loves music. Mm-hmm. I, Grammy would only make it like validation for my mom that would be the only thing i'd be interested yeah. in the grammy for but like um just to prove to her that i was right in dropping out of college uh pretty much <laughs> um but by the same t- token like i mean how many times are you gonna see an artist go up on stage and be like yeah, i don't deserve this like adele has great records um Adele's records honestly are uh, sound a lot like soul records from the 1960s. Oh as yeah, well. that that's, So she in that's her music a thing pays too. a debt. To, 1921 to and 25, which is which are all three of her albums. Yeah. This is the other argument somebody had as well is that they all kind of sound alike. Sure. Right? They yeah, all they evolve. They but, evolve, but, but they're all kind of in that same wavelength and she hasn't really yourself. She hasn't really stretched herself. Yeah. And and that's fine. I love Adele. Do not get me wrong. Like, I love Adele. I can listen to 25 and cry myself to sleep. It's great. Fantastic. Lemonade, however. And this is... I'm not a... Okay. I have to, I have to like, clarify this real quick. I am not a big Beyonce fan. Really? I like Beyonce. I appreciate her music. I appreciate her style. I appreciate her dedication to her art. Yeah. I appreciate her dedication to her privacy. I really, really do. So you like her as a person, but I you're like not, her. Like, the music I, is her whatever. music is. I enjoy some of her music. I don't like Lemonade. Maybe is the first Beyonce album that I can hear from front to back. Yeah. The previous album, there was only a couple of songs I liked. Same with um, B Day. I think was that one of her. Albums? I think you like you like more emo records though. Let's be honest. Like, I do like more emo records. And all the previous records are all like. Crazy in love and like drunk and I in love. love. Crazy and in like, love. I mean, but like crazy in love all is my super, jam. Su- still, they're all super like happy. And, I like, like crazy in love though. That's not record. no. That's that's not why. That's not why. Okay. I I don't know. Like sometimes Beyonce can be just a little too much for me. Oh man, she's a lot. She that's, is a lot. She's all the things. I can she's appreciate a Virgo like us, that. Yeah, so, I am right. You know, Maybe yeah. that's why I don't. I don't. I don't know. I so I'm saying all that to say it's I'm not standing here defending Beyonce because I'm a I'm a part of the Bayhive. I'm not. Like I love her. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to wear all, all I'm not going to wear all Ivy Park. It's true. It's I mean I love her as as an entertainer. I think she's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Her the artistry she brings on stage will be worth every penny if you ever get to go see her, right? For sure. Um, her dedication to her privacy and protecting her family is something that is unheard of in this day and age. I mean, when you see the car, like every single Kardashian every day of your life working out, like it's cool not to know what Beyonce is doing right now. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I love her choreograph Instagram shots. I yeah. love her choreograph Instagram shots when she's on vacation and you can see Jay-Z in the background taking the picture. I love all that. So that being said, I really enjoyed Lemonade. Okay. I loved it for as a full album. It and like Adele said, it brought us to where uh, it brought us to a place where you don't normally see an artist like Beyonce, a very 
very painful place. Whether all those experiences are real or not. I mean, they're real. They're just not necessarily hers. They're right. The people who help right. co-write Right. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like whether those experiences are hers yeah. or not. Because again, because she's so private, we don't know whether or not like Jay actually cheated on her. We don't know that. And I'm not going to sit here and like say, oh, yes, you know, he cheated on her. And that's why she made this whole. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? The The fact of the matter is she took those that pain and made it into art. Yeah. Which and is good. and it turned out really really well. It was well and the and the film that went with that mm-hmm. I think is what made that album for me. That long form video. Yeah, you're a visual person too. I'm so. I'm very much a visual person. Yeah. So and I think that's why I I fell in love with Lemonade first as a full-length visual album yeah. before I fell in love with the album itself. That sounds about right. So I mean, for me, Lemonade is not my favorite Beyonce record, um, and I, I will say my second point uh, about why she wouldn't have won that record, in addition to it being like, you know, it's the same story that has been happening for a while with the Grammys, if not forever. Uh, I mean, even like you want to remove the uh, racial overtones or whatever, you, you can go to like. Metallica lost to Jethro Tull for the best metal album. When was that? Uh, like the first metal album or metal. Uh, I like don't remember metal that. version of that metal uh, award that they gave out. Yeah. But anyway, like so they they've been they have a history of not getting it right. Yeah. Or not knowing what this. Although they got they got chance right like real real right. Which again chance is like a happy like f- and that's the thing I was about to get to the thing that about the Beyonce record is that it's not a happy record and it's coarse and it's real it's and hard all those to things. listen to and the voting uh block for the Grammy skews older and it's much easier to listen to an Adele record uh oh, in for terms sure. for that demographic yeah. than it is to listen to that Beyonce record same with Chance like who you think that the Grammy committee is going to listen to the guy who looks like Chance and who sounds like Chance or 21 Savage. 20, and for me, I like both of those artists. I think 21 has some great records and I think that Chance has some amazing records. Uh, Chance, Chance comes, is really happy. And see, I'm sitting here like, saying that while I'm looking at this poster I got you for Christmas. Yes. Um, which and is by a local artist and I'll put that up on the thing on the on the thing on the, on the website so yeah i mean you're you're absolutely right like chances he's more palatable he's which it's so sad to say that like is he just less dangerous yes is that what it is absolutely and it's the same thing <sighs> with with adele i mean it, the grammys are not for danger the grammys are for self or like very staid very like statesman i almost like wanted the life of pablo to win because kanye wasn't there that would be hilarious. The one time that he wins is the time that he's not there. I mean... I, I don't even know if he cares about that anymore, though. I don't know if he cares. We'll get... I was going to say, I don't know if he cares about anything anymore, but we'll get to that Blond- later. Blondie McGee, I don't think, cares too much. <sighs> Kanye, if you if you can hear us, please dye your hair back, okay? Oh, man, the blonde is just not working. Right. Anyway, so that was kind of our mini, mini take on the Grammys. Coming up next is interview one of four from this past weekend. Um... Brandon and I are officially tired of listening to ourselves talk at this point, <laughs> but um, we're really excited for you guys to hear these very, very different stories from four very different people. And um, the first one is with Amy Music, the brains and talent behind Posey Florals. Um, we'll talk to her about her journey from um, just having a store not even a store like a workshop in her garage and DIYing a cooler in her garage all the way to having her own brick and mortar in downtown Columbus Ohio and doing you know multiple weddings a year and running you know hiring and running workshops and and what it takes to become a a wedding florist a very successful one that is so we'll be talking to her and uh, I hope you guys enjoy This week we have Miss Amy Music in the studio from Posy Florals. Hi yes, everyone. Yes. Is it Posy Florals or just Posy? It's really just Posy, but 
I have posyflorals.com as the website. Okay. And so a lot of people think it's Posy Florals, which is fine, but it's not true. Cool. Cool. Thanks for hanging out here, though. We're so yes. excited to hear about your story. Um, Amy and I have known each other for a little bit through other friends, but we really got to know each other the last two years because when I worked for um, a shop down in the short north, we had to have regular floral deliveries, like fresh floral deliveries every week. So, and I knew Amy had a floral company and um, we always want to support locals. So I gave her a call and I didn't know that at that point you had opened your own brick and mortar, but we'll get to that later. But that's how Amy and I know each other. She was um, there every week and to hang out with us, drop some beautiful flowers off. And that's that. So anyways, Ames, we invited you here because we want to talk about Posey and how you got started because... um, I don't know the story of how you got started. I know that this was in your original career. Right. Posey was not your original uh, life path. It was something else. You you worked somewhere else before this, right? Right. So I went to CCAD, the college, uh, Columbus College Did of not know Design. Did not Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many surprises I can't you. wait. <laughs> so I went to CCAD, and my major was time-based media studies, which is videography and film editing and animation and that sort of thing. And it just no really, clue. right, was not my jam. It wasn't my medium. I... Um, I can't just be sitting still that long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of bounced around after school for a bit, um, doing nothing in that field whatsoever. I managed a hair salon for a while, and I did some um, closet designs for a bit. So it was kind of really random. Closet I, design? Yeah, so strange. Closet <laughs> <laughs> design? What does that entail? It's really more that. sales, and they trick you into thinking it's a design job. But really, <laughs> I mean... Uh, they're, they're glorious closets. They're like super expensive, amazing. You're like, my like closet is so organized. Right. <laughs> built-ins. But yeah, not so designy as much as sales. So I learned a lot about sales and I learned a lot of, about managing a small business mm-hmm. um, through Aveda Business College when I went uh, was working at a salon. So I kind of had those skills built in. And then um, I was doing sales for a floral company, a small retail floral shop, and just doing networking for them. And someone was, a designer was sick. I did a few arrangements to fill in. They were good. So I, I liked doing it and I just started doing it. So one day it was like seven in the morning, which is not my, it was at the time in my 20s, it was not my thing to be it, up that early. It was not anybody's no, thing in our 20s, let's not be real. Really. <laughs> and I was just in a really good mood and I was happy and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to work and I'm like happy to be going to work. This is new. Um, so I just kept doing floral design. Um, mm-hmm, I worked yeah. for them for about a year and a half. Then I worked for another um, retail florist that also did wholesale and weddings. So I um, got some experience in the wedding uh, business and then also in wholesale floral, which is kind of a unique concept. Um, and after about a year and a half of doing that, I just decided I only wanted to do weddings. So wow. I just dove headfirst into running my own business. Okay. So it started, so you didn't, um, you started in your garage, right? That's where it first started. So when I left um, retail and I started Posey, I was just doing a couple weddings. Um, I was planning to do it as kind of a stay-at-home situation. I was married at the time and I thought, we'll have a kid. I need to like Mm -hmm. have some flexibility with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, working at, for $10 an hour at a retail floral studio is like not going to pay for even Mm-mm. daycare. Nope. So you might as close. well just, yeah. you know, work yeah. from home and do some weddings so that I'm still like contributing, but also getting my like creative bug out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it grew really quickly, uh, more than I was expecting it to. Right. Um and within the first six months of starting the business, I, I built, we built a cooler in my um, detached garage, a big okay. walk-in cooler. So it's kind of working out of the garage and in like colder or hotter weather was yeah. working out of my kitchen. So talk about bringing your work home when you like, <laughs> <laughs> when you come downstairs on Sunday morning and your just kitchen is covered in floral just, matter. It's yeah. just like, oh my Lord. Yeah, you, you never leave away. work. You, you never literally leave. can't get away. So... Um, <laughs> 
What? So, so wait a minute. What year was this? So this was 2011. Okay. So the very beginning, my first wedding was New Year's Eve on um, 2010-11. So it really started right at the beginning of the year. And wow. I, I booked so many weddings, it was getting a little bit... It was awesome. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, then about six months into it, I w- went through a divorce and mm-hmm. I kind of had to make this choice. Do I want to... I'm going to have to do a lot more weddings Mm -hmm. to sustain living in this house by myself or do I want to just sell the house and go back to retail? And I did not want to do that. So I was like, okay, time to roll up your sleeves and really go for it. So so I did and it, I mean, it managed to grow really quickly. Yeah. Um, Lucky for me. And I'm not sure exactly how that happened, but it... It was meant to be. Just was, yeah. That's a hell of a choice, too. I mean, to make uh, nine times out of ten, people would have made the other choice, I think, too. Yeah. Which is the crazy thing. So the, the fact that you... I think also, too, like, yeah, everybody's like, it's meant to be. But I think the reason it worked out, just knowing nothing but what you've said so far, is you're passionate about it. So, mm-hmm. like, you can... If you're not waking up and like, oh, I actually enjoy this, like, mm-hmm. your work level... What you're capable of is, is you're just giving like half of yourself right. really to whatever you're, yeah. you're doing. Like it is not, um, it is not a glamorous job. It is not an easy, physically easy job. So mm-hmm. when I was working mm-hmm. out of my house, too, it's it's harder. Like everything was in the basement and or out in the garage, and it's mm-hmm. like freezing cold or it's burning hot, and you're trying to figure out, you know, how to balance all of that when you're working with flowers and then just delivering and setting up events is intense and I didn't have a team so I mean there there and you only have two days to put these flowers together for a Saturday event mm-hmm. so there would be Friday nights well there weren't many Friday nights that I actually slept so most of them I would just work through the night kind mm-hmm. of like being in college again mm-hmm. and it was super intense but I also even when that was so hard I could not imagine not doing that anymore like I can't imagine going back to work for someone else and just mm-hmm. pumping out Teleflora arrangements, you know, 20 times. Right. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. 20 times a day, like, you know, or 60 times a day. It just wasn't fulfilling. Right. So at least I was finally doing something that you wanted to that do. That I wanted to that do. You yeah. About. So how did you, um, I, so you, you were already in this business and then you decided to do Posey. And how did you book your first wedding? So I just ran an ad through the knot. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that mostly where for those first year for the first year that you started this business and you got all these bookings, was it mostly from the ad itself or was it word of mouth? So, um, from the ad itself, yes. Yeah. So it's a it's a website. Mm-hmm. So I have like a listing on their website. Okay. So you so, have pictures of all your stuff too. Right. And and it was hard in the beginning because I I didn't feel comfortable just using stock photos. You know, I wasn't going to do that. Um, so I didn't really have a portfolio mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a, that was a tough sell. Um, and then obviously meeting people at coffee shops for consultations. Um, but I, I that didn't seem to bother people as much as I think it might have bothered me not mm-hmm. having a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. so I did that for three years. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. In the third year, after the second year, I knew that I needed to get a space that was bigger. Um, and I probably could have done it at that moment. But it's so expensive and it's so terrifying to have that kind of a risk. Yeah. Bigger, bigger overhead. Yeah, that overhead. I didn't feel, I just didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, because I had just, you know, gotten a mortgage too. So I didn't right. feel comfortable getting another one, basically. Um, and I wasn't sure 100% that I'd be able to sustain it. Mm-hmm. It would have worked. But not knowing that, I was like, no, I'll just have to suffer through doing this out of my house one more just year. Just one more year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, that last year really sucked. <laughs> no, but like that, I mean, I will say too, like I owned a business at one point when I was younger, like in my 20s. And the overhead is what sunk it. Right. So because overhead, people don't realize like every sconce that you see around there is like three hundred dollars in a in a room. Right. Uh, a couch is like two grand or whatever it is, and that's mm-hmm. the stuff that ends up putting a lot of businesses under. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you were able to that's I mean that's really inspiring that you were able to uh, just forego it and be like no I understand I can't really do yeah. that right now mm-hmm. and then you know when it was time it was time for that but that's, yeah that's awesome. 
There so, are days when I'm like, oh my God, maybe I should just take this back to my garage. It's <laughs> <laughs> so much money. Yeah, or move into the, the, the studio yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. What What were some of the more, the initial struggles when you started? Because I know you said you, you had no staff. It was just you for the mm-hmm. first, I don't know, how long How long until you finally said, I cannot do this by myself anymore? Um, I would have... I would have like one employee, mm-hmm. and I lo- use that term kind of loosely, but I would have one girl come in and help like um, do the design work with me. Mm-hmm. I had like crazy good friends. My friends, Angela and f- her husband, Phil, um, were always helping me on Friday night. <laughs> you know, like they're like, you cannot just eat Doritos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> we're going to need you to eat this sandwich. And I'm like, no time. <laughs> feed me quickly. Yeah, they would like, I'm like, just, yeah, literally feed me. Um, they would uh, come help a lot and they would help with setups. And I had a couple neighbors that would help with setups. So that was always um, it kind of just people just... Yeah. Just were lovely, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I got this, when the year before I got my storefront, I actually had a couple people like legitimately working at Posey, mm-hmm. kind of part time. Mm-hmm. And then once I got the storefront, that's just kind of added. But it's still a seasonal business, so it's still a little tricky for hiring, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But what was, what was one of your initial struggles when you started this business? Is it the lack of employee or is it funding? What did that look like to you when you started? Especially because you dove right into this and you had your first wedding. What did that look like, I guess, in terms of looking at your books going, I don't know, how is this is going to work? What was the initial struggle? So there was really no buy-in. So okay. it wasn't like I had to invest money. So I okay. kind of set, that's why I only did weddings. Because okay. I kind of set this up so that it wouldn't be like buying a bunch of avocados and hoping that someone buys them off of mm-hmm. you at the, at, you know, on the street the mm-hmm. next day. And if you don't sell them, then you're throwing them out. Right. I never wanted to be in a position where I was throwing away flowers, aka money, which you know, I had seen mm-hmm. at the, the last place I worked. So I... That's great um, that you saw that first, though, yeah. too. And then you oh were like, gosh, oh, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't want to... I don't want that risk. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, feel comfortable with that. Wasteful. Right. So I... um when I, when I book a wedding, I know exactly how much, you know, we need to order. And they pay me before. Mm-hmm. They would pay me before... I even ordered the flowers. Okay. So there was never a, there was never a, like a risk of mm-hmm. of that. So that wasn't that there wasn't anything hard to start my business. Okay. Um, building the cooler and that sort of thing was just kind of being you know engine you know a little bit creative and um, mm-hmm. watching YouTube videos and being a little <laughs> handy with the drill. What did we do without YouTube? I Seriously, don't know. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. you can do. I I make a. Um, kind of a DIY kind of person. So I'm fine with building stuff like that. So that was helpful probably. Um, the hard part was delivering the weddings, the physical delivery of them. Yeah. Um, so I rent U-Haul vans and just kind of like, how do I box this up? But I didn't have a team, so there was no hope for doing on-site design. So mm-hmm. everything had to be ready to go. Done. Right. And so when you have a really tall centerpiece that you can't design on 10 of them on-site, you know, you have to try to transport that in a U-Haul van without Very it falling carefully. over. <laughs> you know, like you hit a P and it's like everyone can feel it. So oh, it, it was stressful. I had, should have been medicated. <laughs> my friends were like, you're not allowed to drive the van anymore. You're too Oh, intense. my gosh. I can't even imagine yeah. that. I that can't really, there was a lot of stress involved in like, <laughs> what if we don't yeah. get there? What if we don't set it up right? What if something goes wrong? Yeah. Is it someone's wedding? So yeah. there was the mental pressure, I think, of that responsibility was the hard part for mm-hmm. me. But mm. it has always worked out. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I guess at the end of the day, it's right. flowers for a wedding. It's not right. like brain surgery and everyone's gonna yeah. survive this moment but it feels but at that very at moment time. you're like this is somebody's wedding right. this is sure one of like... their most important day, one of the most important days of their lives like yeah. i have to get there in one piece yeah <laughs> and i'm sure and you have flowers. like a lot of brides bride stories i'll say yeah where they they don't they may disagree with you that it's not life or death. <laughs> it like, I mean, might they, be life or death. Yeah, for them. Um, I've been really super lucky. People ask me that, the, how many bridezillas do you have, or that kind of question a lot. And mm-hmm. I really 
don't have many. Maybe two or three in my career. Screen them out. Screen them out beforehand. I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, during your initial consultation, you'll probably already be able to tell what kind of personality Mm -hmm. they have and... You, do you ever turn down weddings and say, this isn't, I can't do this? I have done that a few times. Um, and I don't even like the word bridezilla. Everyone is just a probably a very lovely human. Yeah. <laughs> Until it not, comes to. It, they're not, I mean, it does change us. It changes us all. You know, <laughs> yeah. the girl who's like, I'm really not a girly girl. I don't know why this, I don't know. I don't even care about makeup or jewelry. Now. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. she's literally accessorizing every little fine detail of the wedding. You know, yeah. it's just, it takes you over. So I get that. And some girls need a lot of handholding and some girls don't. So, um, I think what what is important is that you mesh, you gel well mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a vendor and a client. So if my client, um, if I feel like their expectations are going to be difficult for me or I feel like we're not on the same page, I know this is not going to go well for, for me mm-hmm. in terms of like anxiety and stress and then right. I'm going to deliver something that maybe they're not happy with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then, I, then I sometimes will say, you know, I don't think this is a good fit for us. Yeah. For either of us. Yeah. You know, I think someone else could do a better job for your wedding. Um, But I think that's super important. I have gone against my instinct a couple of times and it turned out exactly as I thought it would. And (laughs) I say, you know, next time, go remember to listen to your instincts and your gut about that Mm -hmm. because it doesn't help anyone if you don't Mm -hmm. connect with your client, you know. That's pretty fascinating that it's almost, they're seeking you out, but by the same token, you're like screening them as well. I mean, it is kind of like a job interview, right? I mean, you're not only, they're not only interviewing you as somebody that's going to provide a service, but you're also interviewing them as somebody that you're going to have to work with for for, a year. For a year. For a year. Yeah. Wow. My God. So when Brandon and I got married, we went to the courthouse and I was like, we're not going to go through this. We can't. We can't do it. Like, I can't do that. I can't do that to myself. I have clients that um, I booked a wedding yesterday. She, I met her yesterday. She booked on the spot. And she's getting married April 8th. Yeah. She's like, let's do it. Whatever yeah. you think is best. Yeah. You know, here's my color palette, essentially. And, and go ahead and do your go thing. Go with it. You're right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some people that, you know, most of most of my clients, are. I have three weddings booked for 2018. Wow. You know, wow. already. Nice. So, Jeez. I yeah. mean, a part of me understands that because I feel like people... People are always like, if there's a good florist, they're going to get booked really, really quickly. Right. So let's go ahead and book it now. Quickly yeah. yeah. I think it's more about that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we're right into the details of some of those weddings too. So wow. yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm and so it, glad we it, did not do it that. Can be, <laughs> it, can, it can be a really fun, yeah. exciting t- process yeah. if you're into creativity and you're yeah. into design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and if you have time to do that, mm-hmm. but it can, if you let it become too important you know or you let it stress you out and it becomes it becomes the focus and not the actual marriage ceremony mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when it when the details become the focus that's when it gets a little tricky mm. a little scary my goodness I yeah i can't yeah i mean weddings I'm most so glad. of my clients though like 99 percent have just enjoyed their day and been really lovely and yeah. you know I mean, you do as much as you can to right. prepare for it but things will go wrong things aren't all going to be exactly as you right. thought and nothing ever is most people are totally like we get that yeah we did the best we could and we'll see how the chips fall and yeah. we're just gonna have a good time it yeah you know? do you normally um when you deliver your flowers do you normally stay or do you just deliver, drop off, and you're like, okay, I'm done. Like, right, I'm out. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. So um, my team will deliver a couple hours before the ceremony or the reception, and we set everything up and make sure everything looks perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get out of there because we are not dressed. Pro- you know, for a wedding. <laughs> we're just like to sweating flowers. and we're wearing like you know, we try to look fairly nice, but typically we're wearing like some sort of rain boot or yeah, you know yeah. toms or something yeah you got like a bun because we're on, like i'm ready to work we're on ladders and we're like in aprons and we're covered in stuff floral matter and we've been climbing in and out of vans and you don't want your guests to see us <laughs> at that point i've been invited to several of my clients weddings and i'm like look i first of all you don't feel don't feel like you need to invite me and pay me pay for me to have dinner at your wedding that's like ridiculous and secondly I, I'm not even gonna, I can't even change that fast. Like, yeah. you know, 
I'm going to come back at midnight and tear the whole thing down and that's a whole nother thing. So, so you ahead. actually have to tear the thing down after it's done too? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a part of it. I never would have thought of that. It's like the bad part. Really? Yeah. Because it's midnight. Yeah. And you're already like tired. I'm done with this. Yeah. 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 So Cuz you've probably been up since like 6 a.m. putting everything together. Right. If so, you slept. Yeah, yeah, if and and I do sleep now. But <laughs> I have a team. Yeah. Sometimes we like we get it, you know, mm-hmm. now that I have a space and mm-hmm. we have room to walk around the tables and we're not dragging things to a garage, mm-hmm. you know that kind mm-hmm. of stuff mm-hmm. has saved a lot of time and then just having a team um we're pretty efficient now. There's mm-hmm. there are some late Friday nights, but not every Friday night is a late one. Which is good. Um, so, yeah, for the first five years, I tore down all the weddings. Um, but now my team tears most of them down. I don't have to participate in that every week. Awesome. Unless there's, like, a boxwood wall or something large, I'll go and help. But um, it's not that bad. We, You know, you're just there for an hour or two cleaning everything up pretty mm-hmm. quickly and then bringing it back to the studio and dropping it off, all of our bases and rental items. Um, but everybody on my team loves doing them because you get cake pops and hey. bottles yeah. of whatever. limoncello right. whatever's left over yeah. what's well, left over yeah. that's my like, favorite part of a wedding when you stay late and you're like what's that boxes of favors that like just no one took yeah you're like succulents oh, or I mean <laughs> honey Every, everything at your home is like we had uh, oh my bottles gosh. of honey from a wedding that mm-hmm. like that you might have no, I don't know if you you did it or not. Maybe not. I've I think done they that did and consolidated them into a yes. giant yeah. honey jar. Yeah, we ha- it was the wedding at there was a wedding at the conservatory. No, it was the conservatory. It was uh, no that um, brewery. No, I don't know. Shit, We've been to so know. many weddings, anyways. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, we do. I love to stay later because they always have those leftover things. Like these, the one that we were talking about, she was giving away local Ohio honey. How cute! And these tiny little bears, mm-hmm. and there were so many left over that I was hey. like, "Where's well, was, my purse?" Was that Mara's wedding? No, that was not Mara's wedding. So tips to you, lovely brides planning your wedding. People want edible favors, like, like a macaroon. Mm-hmm. Something easy. Mm-hmm. If you if you set out something like a bottle of limoncello or honey or they won't like take I said, it. a plant or seeds to plant in your garden, everyone leaves those. Which is unfortunate. The seed one too is cool. It's cute, but everyone's a little drunk. Your purse is tiny. If yeah, you even if you have one, one, right? And you know, you just kind of you're like partying, and you just leave with your shoes in your hand, and yeah. you're like, the only true. people who took the seeds were thought that it was edible, and they're like, oh wait a minute, this is not, this is not. The Can't eat point. those, my yeah. friend. Cannot eat those. Okay. I wanted to ask you about since you were so you are so DIY, and you ran the business for so long. Was it weird giving up? some control modicum of control to a team because you mentioned that like the team is now taking stuff down mm-hmm. was that a weird transition i'm really really not great at delegating yeah yeah and I my team will tell you that usually people who are diy are super like mm-hmm. they're i'm mm-hmm. going to do everything so, so they'll um they help with arranging and they'll make an arrangement and they have to check it before it leaves <laughs> and they're like oh like you needed to change that one flower I'm like, I kind of did. You don't know, but I did. I did. I had to move yeah. that votive one inch to the left on the table. But Sometimes yeah, you gotta do it. it's tough. But the tearing down and um, I've had weekends where we'll do two weddings a weekend. Mm-hmm. And usually we can set them up at separate times. But there's a rare occasion when they both fall in the same time slot. So I have to break my team in half. Um, I've gotten... I've gotten a little bit more flexible with that, like a little more calmed down about that because my team is so awesome yeah. and they do such a great job. So I trust them and okay. and it's it's better for it's it was never their issue. It was right. always <laughs> my issue. I mean, and but it's hard when it's hard. your name on it. Yeah. Right. And it's I mean, it's something that you worked on by yourself for such a long time and you build your reputation mm-hmm. on that, you know. Things that start in your garage, it's really hard to yeah. like people have to wrest it away from you, I right. think. Right. It's the so same how many... thing with, with me and music. Like, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, oh, sorry, have to I didn't mean to, I didn't mean no, to interrupt good. you. I was going to ask you, how many people do you have working for you now? So it, um, I'm just getting in, in the mode of rehiring for the summer. Um, last season, I had two interns. Mm-hmm. So I do like a spring and a fall. And it's been my experience the last two years in a row that the interns stay. They don't want to... They don't. They want to come back in the fall if they can. Um, and I have an intern coming um, from last year, coming back this summer. Mm-hmm. So um, 
the retention is pretty good. I think everyone has a fun time. It's just a fun girl group that, you know, it's a creative job and everyone has a good time doing it. Um, so I have a lot of girls coming back. But I typically will have like one person full-time helping mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then another part-time helping and then you'll have your interns. two interns and then a, just a ton of girls that help on like Fridays and Saturdays. Oh, cool. Um, because if I have two big weddings, like one weekend we had 15 people. And I can't oh my keep- god, I thought you were going to say 15 weddings. I was like, what oh, are you talking god. about? And then I died. Then <laughs> <laughs> I collapsed. And then it and was, was all over. over. No, yeah. no, oh no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we, had, we only had two big weddings that day, but yeah. I had 15, or maybe we had three. I had 15 people, so it just depends. Um, I can't keep 15 people on staff during right. the week, mm. you right. know. Um, so I just have a lot of... Former Posy girls and just contracted Posy girls that I can call on to help with delivery mm-hmm. of weddings, mm-hmm. um, and then I have my like base team your, for your the year, core, right? yeah, that works during the weeks um, designing and cleaning up. So, what describe what a big wedding is to you? Because, like in my mind, a big wedding is like. Well, I worked on a big wedding earlier this year. I helped out a, a catering company that my friend owns, and it was. For me, the definition of a big wedding, it was like all the way out in Delaware, huge area. They had like five bars and yeah, I mean, it was giant. Mm-hmm. That is my, and so many flowers that they had three tents just worth of flowers to keep them alive. So I guess when I when I say big weddings, I mean for us. So maybe they have a hundred guests. Yeah. You know, but they have spent, you know, $30,000 on flowers. That's that's, so that's great. a that's a dream that hasn't right. that hasn't quite happened um not for 100 <laughs> but, guests but, but maybe you know close. what i mean yeah. the wedding doesn't have to be 400 people it just has it's cost it's just how much are you spending mm-hmm. like because some people want like a giant flower wall or they need like a hupa set up or you know the decor is elaborate the they decor. they're kim and kanye they're like right. i want a giant right. block. did did you see a lot of those when went after that wedding mm-hmm. that they're like i want a flower wall well everyone wants a flower wall <laughs> it's not everyone wants to pay for a flower wall um once you figure out you know how many roses fill up one square foot of space You're like, I'm and good. how much does that cost yeah. plus you know building the wall and the labor and all of that it's it's a lot. Dude, okay, so you have to tell me now how much that would actually cost. Like, Oh my gosh. It would just depend <laughs> on the size of the wall. But I mean, even like a partially covered, like even setting up like a faux boxwood wall and partially covering that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do that for less than $2,500 to 3000 and then going up. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just a lot of work. and yeah. the, and. And how do you keep those flowers fresh? Is my question. If I you're can't doing tell a flower, you all wall. my tricks. Okay. <laughs> and I'm secretly making my own flower there's, wall downstairs. There's several. <laughs> there's lots of different ways to do yeah. that. But I find this woman downstairs at 2 a.m. just like cutting roses. <laughs> I'm making my own flower wall to like redo Beyonce's pregnancy pictures because oh, they're just so great. Wow. <laughs> those weren't real flowers. I, <laughs> so, I was. Oh, like, FYI, seriously? everybody. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Mm. I was like, you know, zooming in. <laughs> like, are you joking right now? I Couldn't can't. spring for the, fr- the expensive flower. Uh, and like a really, like, a really great designer, floral designer did that. So I don't know. I don't understand the concept. <laughs> so how do you find out about that? I, I didn't know. Like, you just, just hear it through the, the grapevine? Yeah, did? through, like, the flower tribe. The flower tribe. There is oh, a tribe, man. honey. So it's, under, I mean, it's underground. It's yes. like a thing. I'm not aware thing. of that. A flower tribe. That's awesome. So you mentioned like posy girls. So are there not a lot of men in this business? Just out of curiosity. There are men in the floral business. There yeah. just aren't any at my studio. Okay. Um, no one has, and not because I mean no one has ever applied. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just curious because like I again don't know too much about it. So. Yeah, I had one gentleman actually apply. Um, my first year at this at the actual um storefront Mm -hmm. but he was um he didn't have a work visa he was yeah he was kind of stuck here and things were going bad in his home his home um so he couldn't go back so he was but his visa hadn't for working hadn't Mm -hmm. been updated so i couldn't do that but um he was the only guy that's ever that's wild reached out Mm -hmm. but um she brought up a good point too about uh how things is it weird being 
in a business where your product, it's not like plastic. It can go bad. Mm-hmm. So is it weird being in a business where your product is finite, I guess? Or, and how how do you manage that during the course of the year? Like, Especially it's during a, the hottest times of yeah. the year. Right. It's tricky. Um, so if you ever walk by Posey in the summer you'll see everyone out on the street is wearing like a tank top and sweating and everyone in my studio is like in a parka like all the girls are in like a jeans sweater and hoodies <laughs> and everyone's freezing to death because i keep it pretty cold in there mm-hmm. ideal um, for me i love it when it's mm-hmm. cold mm. and i mean we have coolers but some flowers you know for a wedding i want them to be peak you know mm-hmm. so i don't like I want, I don't care if they die on Sunday. Like I want mm-hmm. them to be full blown open and perfect on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, was sent, if you were sending Rita Valentine's Day flowers, you'd want them to last like ten days, maybe mm-hmm. seven days. Mm-hmm. These are not going to after the wedding because I, I'm leaving them out to like really open up. So warm water in the buckets, sitting them by the sunlight in the window, controlling the temperature in the building. Some things need to be in the cooler. Some things need to be in warm water by the window. It's some things I want delivered on Thursday. Some things I want delivered on Tuesday, you know. Wow. Um, it's Wow. That's a just, lot of math. I am so, bad at math. And that's a lot of temperature <laughs> control and like right. pushing the thing so, up and yeah. down. And is so that is that depends. something that you learned Thermal. when you worked with Teleflora and all that? Or is that something that you're like, uh, this is the type of flower that they want. So I'm going to research a little bit on how this actually works. I've kind of just Figured learned along the way. Some mm-hmm. of that. Some of that I learned um, at the studios I worked before, but most of it's just been kind of, I've noticed that when we get garden roses in, the white ones blow really fast. Mm. The darker ones don't. Mm. Um, I've noticed, you know, even like peonies that grow in my yard, it seems like the the lighter colors come up, you know, a different time. So it's, it's just... It's tricky, but you see it enough that you yeah. get good at it. And you're just watching them after you get them in the studio. You're watching them. They're like, oh, those are blowing open really fast. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw them in the cooler. But everybody mm-hmm. else can stay out here mm-hmm. because they're not done yet. Time, right. you know? So you start realizing like once I had um, I had a Christmas party, a holiday party for a business. And she was one of my brides, too. She was she was very sweet about it. But I delivered these arrangements with I bought amaryllis, the big red, beautiful amaryllis. And I bought them on like Monday and set them out. I did everything to get them to open, literally prying them open with my hands. They would not (laughs) open. And so for her party, they weren't open and she was upset, you know. And then the very next day at her house, they blew open. I'm like, of course, they blew open the next day. So, it's, <laughs> so you know, you have to learn certain flowers. And I've learned the hard way in that in that instance. But you learn certain flowers need a lot more time mm-hmm. um, than others. So it's just... Acquired knowledge. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you still have a garden at home, like garden beds? I, I, don't, I feel like after doing... It's like... <laughs> You go to do work to do something and then come back to do it. Right. You know, that type of no, thing. No, it's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, um, I figured. My <laughs> busy season is the spring and the summer. And mm-hmm. everyone that comes over is to my house, they're like surprised that my garden isn't like so lush like and blooming. beautiful. <laughs> and they're like, well, we thought you were a florist. And I'm like, I'm not a horticulturalist. Like, yeah. Everything comes to me cut and And ready to go. To die, right. You know? I don't have to keep those living more than a weekend. You know, these are not plants in the earth. Also, yeah. I don't have time to prune. And I mean, I do exactly. my best, but yeah. I had to hire someone to cut my grass last summer because I'm not home enough to yeah. do it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's pathetic. But for a DIYer. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not pathetic. A DIYer that works like crazy hard, hours. It was a hard thing to do, actually. But um, there's this like, guilt, this guilt You're that I carry. just following the guy on the, on, on the mower. It's like, what right, are you doing? Why are you right. doing yeah. do that? What are you doing? Um, yeah, so, I'm not great at, I'm not great at the plants. Well, neither are we, but whatever. We suck at it. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say we well, suck. Well, we, okay, so we don't suck at it, but like we planted um, we new grass, new grass two years ago in oh our my yard. God, new grass. The city keeps fucking up the my grass, by the way. The city keeps the hardest. digging up our yard for whatever reason. Like last year they dug it up twice. Don't they have to resod it? They yeah, do. Yeah, but they use but crap grass. They use and, crappy and grass. Weed in, weeds in it. It makes me it's very terrible. angry. I had my yard resod once and it was so expensive, but I didn't realize 
you, they're like you have to water it a lot i'm like no problem so then i got my water my like quarterly water bill and i almost <laughs> had to sell my car <laughs> i was like, like oh. wait what happened and i'm like oh my god i've been watering my grass like all day every day <laughs> That's what happened. Oh my gosh! And now I have to sell my plasma. Yeah, yeah. I have to get rid of my yeah. Never and mind. now it has it has clover all in it again, and See? I'm like, what was the yeah. point? It's so frustrating. It's so I bad. Well, I'm um, I was gonna ask you. So when did you finally open your brick and mortar? So this will be the fourth year. Oh my gosh! In the storefront. Wow. Seven. Four. This will be seven <laughs> years. That's yeah. awesome. Seven seasons. What's okay? So this is kind of like an interview question, but now that you've had your brick and mortar for four years, what's been the toughest thing that you've had to to encounter having a like a having an, a physical space now? Yeah. The physical space is is lovely. It's mm-hmm. so helpful. What's hard is um, I have to sell more. Mm-hmm. And that means I can't do it alone. Physically impossible. Mm-hmm. So I have to have employees. That is hard for me. Um, just, you know, the whole expense of matching their taxes and mm-hmm. hiring a payroll system and making sure I pay them even. Right. You know, like, right. Um, I'm just I'm I'm supposed to be designing. But now I have all of these administrative responsibilities that I didn't have before and managing mm-hmm. responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And then. You know, you have to make even more money if you want to delegate that to, mm-hmm. you know, to bookkeepers else. or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, everyone's like, well, hire hire this person to help you. Hire that person to take that off your plate. I'm like, but that costs money too. Right. So now I'm working more. I mean, you know, there's only so many weekends in the year. Mm-hmm. So, and then mm-hmm. you're starting to like have to do shoddy work because like you're just trying to get things out of the right. door. And right. It's, yeah. And like it's, that's been a a struggle for me um, that I'm not quite over Um, I have delegated some of those those tasks but it's hard to it's really hard to manage so do you view yourself more as a creative who just happens to have to run a business right pretty much I think you like you're either an entrepreneur or you're not and Mm -hmm. for me um, some people want to be an entrepreneur until they find out what it actually is and then they're like Oh no! I don't no. want any parts of this. It's yeah. pretty rough, you know. Yeah. Um, it's not all glamorous and working from right. home. It's in in like there's... the moment. I remember the moment that I knew that this was what I have to be doing. Um, not just that I want to be doing, but I need to be doing. Mm. I was. Um, it was like four in the morning, and I was working on a wedding my f- my first or second year. I think it was my second year, and I was sitting. I was taking a minute and I was just sitting on a chaise in the backyard crying because I was like aching like physically and I could not design one more thing. And I was like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I am dying. Like I don't <laughs> want to do this anymore tonight. I don't, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, I could just not, I could just do something else. Right. And have your weekends back to right. yourself. And like have my life back for, you know, and live in a studio apartment. Like, right. With my dogs and like, you know, drive a crappy car. I don't care. Like that stuff I don't care about. So I'm um, like, why am I doing this? And it was just because I have to. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I can't. Nothing else sounds good. I, yeah. Doing the other thing is just mediocre mm-hmm. or it's just not fulfilling or it's not challenging. And I'd probably just start working more at some side job or doing something else anyway so right this is just what i have to do like i'm like just a bee you know you like have a to bumblebee. gotta make the honey yeah got to yeah no that's that's, awesome, some, that's that's great and i mean that's that's great, great that to hear found it too because yeah. a lot of people they go their whole life like trying to go from thing to thing that they don't know they don't feel that about anything Right. And it's that's the saddest shit to me. When I when I started Posey, I was thirty. Yeah. One. Thirty one. Ew. Well, I was <laughs> technically thirty. And nineteen days later I was thirty one. Fine. So we'll say you were thirty. Right. It's fine. Fine. In the record books, that's what it will say. Yes. But I mean like that's not a every I think everybody in our age bracket seems to or even below it. Seems to think that they have to be like a millionaire before twenty five or something like. I know that like, like thirty that 
40 under 40 Forbes list or something. Yeah. It's like so stressing me out. <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid, I used to think I, I had to be signed before I was 18 years old. And then that didn't happen. And then I didn't get signed when I was 25. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's, uh, it's the expectations realized, that you put on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really not. And it, it's more damaging, I'd say, yeah. than anything else. But yeah, man, it's that's why it's, it's so cool that you didn't there was all these things that you could have been like i'm not gonna do this anymore i'm just gonna like go back to being a regular uh work a nine to five yeah nine to five situation but you're like i have to do this i know it would be way better if like my soul was just like yeah 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 go get a get a regular job right and then have you know a consistent paycheck and healthcare and all that good stuff you don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about other people having the exact same thing Mm -hmm. and blah 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 Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. So what do you do on the off seasons? Because like you said, your busiest season is normally spring, summer, fall. So you have maybe like five to six months where it's kind of calm. Do you mm-hmm. have wed- winter weddings or is it just kind of like maybe once it's or twice? It's kind of hit or miss. It's, it's a trend thing, you know? Like mm-hmm. sometimes G- June used to be my big month. Then it was August weirdly one year. And then it was now it's October is like the month. Really? Um, and then last year, mm. not this, this year was a slow winter. The year before, I, my biggest month of the year was December. Like wow. Like my top sales were in December. And I'm doing just weddings, mind you. Um, so it just is a trend thing. So yeah. I didn't really get a break that summer, that, that winter really. But um, this year I got a, a longer break than normal. Uh-huh. Um, so I do, a, it's engagement season. Everyone gets engaged, right? It's mm-hmm. the holidays and New Year's. And then they start planning their weddings. So it's more the, the consultations, meeting with new clients, mm-hmm. booking up the year, mm-hmm. um, you know, just getting ready. I do hibernate. I'm like a hermit. I don't go out as much. I'm really just like I'm gaining 10. I'm working on gaining 10 pounds these three months every year. That's great. And it's hard work. So Lots of Netflix alone. and binging. It's Netflix fine. Netflix right. isn't going to clear itself. So. I did. Yeah. I did finally start watching Netflix. So good. Yeah. What are you watching right now? Oh my God. Okay. So I started watching the Santa Clarita thing. Oh, diet. the one with it's Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore yeah. Super creeps me out, but it's weirdly funny. <laughs> But that's where she's watch. a zombie and she, she eats, eats people. people. That's, and that's mm-hmm. crazy. That's I haven't. I it's kind of hilarious, but it's it's a little bit much for me. Yeah. Um, it's a little, eh, I don't know. But yeah, I got me I got a really I like really got into Peaky Blinders. Oh my god, I love that show. I think I started watching that. It's Isn't so that with good. um what's his name? Tall, dark hair, with the blue eyes. Oh, yes. I don't I don't know his name. Oh, but I like I liked that show. I'm, I don't want to tell you all the shows I have completed because I think that would be like... Please, there's no shame here. I watch The Golden Girls on Hulu because I love it. It's so good. It's so good. So I also have no watched shame. Stranger Things and The Crown and liked both of those series. Yeah. There you go. I haven't gotten into Stranger Things yet. I need to watch oh, really? The Crown because I love... Oh, yeah. I love good. everything about that. It's, it's, it's a cool perspective mm-hmm. that you, you know... You wouldn't think of. Yeah. Man, may, being being a posy <laughs> owner compared to being the queen of England, way easier, I think. <laughs> way easier. So, so you hibernate good. for a couple of months mm-hmm. and then you go back into work and it's super biz. Mm-hmm. And what what's next for Posey? Are you going to continue to just do weddings or is it going to be like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to start doing other stuff? Like cuz I know you started doing um, classes mm-hmm. last fall. Um, Amy actually made us a wreath for the holidays, but she also had wreath making classes, which is awesome. Um, is that gonna is, is that gonna be something that you continue to do, like mm-hmm. having those different classes? Yeah, I really. Um, I was asked by a church once to do a workshop, just to do a kind of a demo for some of the ladies there that um, they take turns doing an arrangement for the altar every mm-hmm. week. Awesome. And so they just wanted some tips. And I was like, sure, no problem. They're like, there's only be like t- six to ten, you know, older ladies. I'm like, okay, I can handle cool. this. You know, my stage fright <laughs> or whatever, I can handle that. So I get there and there are 60 people, ages like five to six, 65, like You're everything like, in between. And they have these tables set up for me to do this whole presentation. And I'm like, okay, I've got to go to the bathroom and just like <laughs> breathe this one out. I was freaking I'm going to throw up. Out, yeah. Um, but I ended up, after I like started, I ended up having so much fun mm-hmm. and being like, I mean, I practically tapped dance on the table for these poor ladies. <laughs> like I got really like... 
you know, look at me, look at me. Right. (laughs) And I had so much fun with it. And then um, I did another thing for um, another group of women and a a group of um, Columbus Bar Association. Mm -hmm. And and they had so much fun and I had so much fun doing it again. So I started doing the workshops and I and I like love them. If all I did was workshops, I would be happy with that. It's so much fun. Um, watching people who aren't necessarily they don't consider themselves to be a creative person mm-hmm. or this is hard for them or it's outside their box or they don't feel comfortable doing it mm-hmm. um, and then watching them like make something that they're super proud of and then they're so happy when they leave Aww. I enjoyed that a lot and it's just a really fun thing to do so yeah it's mimosas and some hors d'oeuvres or brunch mm-hmm. and then we make an arrangement and everyone's happy um, we will definitely be doing those so Maybe one Wednesday and one sun Wednesday night and a Sunday brunch a mm-hmm. month, and then it'll be themed differently every Very month. Cool. So That's sweet. So yeah. if anybody uh, who's come. listening wants to do that, where can they find all that information? Uh, posyflorals.com mm-hmm. or on my Instagram feed, um, which I think is just Posy Girl. <laughs> Glad you're like, what is my Instagram what feed? Is it? Um, I just go there and look at the pictures. So, I know. Yeah, I I'm so not yeah. tech savvy. It's fine. Yeah. I think it is, and we'll post it on the on the website yeah, too, definitely. so people can go. Yeah, and look so we'll be partnering hopefully with some local businesses to do some fun, creative, you know, things and foraging classes and stuff like that. And then I think we are gonna start doing retail. So, Ooh. yeah. That's so there's the big one. Yeah. Okay. So I. I'm ready. I think, oh my gosh, you know, that's so exciting! So that I can be designing in the winter, and that we can just, you know, you know, do don't have to do as many weddings, and I can just have flowers in the shop more often. And um, that'll yeah. be nice. That'll be we nice. We have lots of little creative projects in mind. Um, so keep post keeps uh, keep us. I don't know. Keep, keep looking at on it. yeah. Keep yeah. posted on our Instagram and yeah. that yeah. sort of thing. It um, is at Posy Girls, I think. I yeah. believe so. At Posy Girl. When I've seen it. Posy yes. Girl yeah. with no S. Okay. Yeah. So P O S Y G I R L. We're in the yeah, Midwest. We put S's on everything. I know. Kroger's. Oh, Lord. Why do we do that? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody else does. It's weird. I okay. learned a lot of words the wrong way growing up. I, I have come to find out. <laughs> I'm relearning my words. Yeah. That's great. But, um, okay, so. Brianna, do you have any more questions for Amy? And Amy, thank you for so much for coming through. Like, yeah. It has been awesome it was to fun. have you. We have to ask you our final question. Well, I think this is going to be a two-parter. So my first question for you is, um, if you could tell the Amy from 2013 or 2000, uh, no, no, 2011, when yes. you started this mm-hmm. business, uh, one advice for when mm-hmm. you started this business, what would it be? Oh, Wow. Um, I would probably just tell her that it's going to be so hard and <laughs> don't give up, keep going. Yeah. Um, I think that there were a lot of times where I was afraid of change right. and afraid of growth that I held back mm-hmm. um, when I should have been pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being like, just literally afraid of change. Right. Once it's working a certain way, yeah. that's been hard. So adding retail or adding workshops is really hard for me to do. Um, and I would have done that sooner if I had, you know, that courage to do it. Yeah. So that's probably what I would have suggested to my younger self. Okay. And then so the the second part of the question is obviously what we ask everybody that comes on board is, you know, what are the three advice you would give to your younger self? Um... I would say she's take, written this down, y'all. She was have prepared. Written this down this morning. I was like, "Oh my god, she's gonna ask me three questions, and I'm gonna panic <laughs> because they need to be like profound." But actually, they don't have to be. Profound. I thought of them in like two minutes. They're they're just what I would have said. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is take care of your body. Not that I haven't. I've always been in some sort of activity, but I've noticed like things are harder now or like staying in shape is way harder now Amen. eating oh. one you know i could eat pizza all day every day and be fine and now it's like no <laughs> so no. not really. sorry no so if <laughs> if you're already out of shape just cruising through your 20s it's gonna be harder for you that is the truth. um also just like you know knees and Stuff like that. They're just going to start going. I'm telling you young people, <laughs> take care of your bodies. Um, do the best you can with that. Yeah, eat healthy. Um, yeah, I think that's important. Uh, and then the other thing I would say to myself is it's okay to be original. 
Like like you were saying, um, you had to be signed by 18, and then you had to be signed by 25. Like, yeah. I was so stuck my whole life, I feel like, in this, um, this model, you know? Go to college, then... You know, get, get a the job, job and then get the get husband married. and then get the dog and then the white picket fence to, you know, in the house. And mm-hmm. and I actually did those things in the exact correct order and none of them made me happy. You know, they mm-hmm. were forced. Mm-hmm. And I was just so afraid of like even in what you wear or what you listen to or what you do for fun. It's just it's OK to not be cool. Mm-hmm. It's OK to. I mean, eventually I was like, you're a weirdo and you just need to embrace this at this point. It's not going to change. It's the truth. So just get on board with it. That's something Rita and I have had to learn in our older age as well. Like, You're making it sound like we're super old. I know. No, I am making us. (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, you know, that's an awesome piece of advice because I think uh, a lot of times people are governed by whatever they your peers think is cool. we're or, 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 or like what they think the larger thing cool thing is yeah. to do I, I wouldn't have uh dropped out of uh, a lot of things that i dropped out of uh, if i didn't think things were cool i would have continued to be friends with people mm-hmm. yeah if, you know if i didn't care about being thought of as cool so, right yeah cool yeah that kind of that can cool. be that's cool it's cool to be uncool it's cool to be uncool it's cool to be an original there you go that's right okay so my third thing is that you truly do you are truly in charge of your own happiness which it took me 35 years to figure that out so i was just in my car and going through something and i was like oh i feel awful and i'm so tired of feeling this awful. feeling right and then I, re- I realized, you know, what I was thinking about and I realized what kind of music I was listening to. And it was just like all like the choices you were that. making. Right. right. And I'm like, you know what? I'm changing the channel <laughs> in, you know, right. in my brain and on the radio. And and I'm not going to I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to focus on that. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm like choosing I'm like I'm choosing to be happy in this moment. And then I was just just like that. And I just have carried that with me. So no matter what is happening, the sky is not falling. I mean, unless I want to think that it is, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like mm-hmm. choosing to not focus on that kind of stuff. And and I'm not making someone else responsible for making me happy. Right. Which I think I've, I've Taking done back the lot. power to yourself. Yeah. So now you That's can't awesome. you can't make me down, you yeah. know, because I'm choosing not to be. So That's that's huge and I wish I had I wish I had like and I think a thousand people might have told me that along the way Mm -hmm. you do you (laughs) but you never I don't think I think everybody is in that same boat where you know people can tell us all sorts of advice and they can give us the best advice in the world but until you decide that to listen decide Mm -hmm. to listen and decide to take it into to take it to heart and say okay I'm gonna try that it doesn't really it doesn't right. really help you. I'm like, wow, so. everyone has told me this, but it's like because it's my own original it finally thought clicked. In this moment it's clicking. <laughs> I'm glad I thought of that. I'm so glad. I'm so smart. I should share this with the world. That's true. Well, you definitely shared it with us and Amy, thank you so much Love for you. coming. Love Thanks, you. Amy. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Remember to Floss. We are now officially on iTunes. So please hit subscribe. Rate and review us. Like. And tell all your friends about it. Yes. Because it's only going to get better. We've got some really great guests coming up, and you want to make sure you don't miss that. There's no us without you. Wow, that was really creepy. On outside of your window. Wow. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to floss on uh, iTunes. Remember to hit subscribe, rate us, review us, and tell all your friends about it. And... We will be going cross platform here. Stop! Are you done? No. <laughs>